Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. We are happy that you have chosen to join us as we continue the conversation about student ministry. On tonight's podcast, it's just me and Zach. Say hi, Zach. Hey, guys. We are going to continue a short little series about summertime choices. Last time, we talked about making the right choices when it comes to events in your summertime ministry. Tonight, we're going to be talking about teaching during those summertime moments. It looks a little different than the rest of the school year, and so we're going to spend some time focusing in on that and and some guidelines and some things that can help you as you work with your students. Now, before we get to that, we, of course, want to thank our sponsors at Central Baptist College of Conway. They are always there for us. We're excited about this partnership. Both Zach and I are graduates of CBC, and it is a great place. If you are a ministry student, meaning you are serving somewhere and you want to finish up your education, they have a PACE program that is designed for people like you. You can contact them and reach out at cbc.edu and find out more about that. Or if you have students that are maybe sophomores, juniors, or seniors that are trying to figure out where they need to go and finish up um, their public education, man, come to CBC. It's a great place. Point them there. Again, that's cbc.edu. Contact the team there and you'll be able to learn more about the school. And if you ever have questions, reach out to us. Our email addresses are in the show notes, and it's a great way to find out about the school because we've been there, and we have students that have been there. And so it's a great place. Well, Zach, um, it has been been a week since we talked, and so I wanted to ask you, what's gone on in your life this past week? Yeah, so it's it's been really busy. Um, I've been really having to prepare for a lot of things that are coming up soon, uh, SOAR is going to be here before we know it. Uh, so I've been preparing for our breakout sessions um, for SOAR. I'm excited about that. We've got our leaders. We've got our topics. And so I'm really looking forward to that. We've also got church camp coming up. So I've been kind of preparing for that. I'm in charge of the games, uh, the rec time for our church camp this year. So I've got that to look forward to. And then today, this Sunday, uh, we had graduates Sunday, and so I've been preparing for that as well. So I've been super, super busy these last two weeks, um, but now that graduate Sunday's past us, I think it'll slow down just a little bit. <laughs> you know, as we get to the end of the school year and as we look towards the summer months, there's a lot of, of busyness that hits all at once. It's, it's just kind of the life of student ministry. It goes in these big spurts. I know that I'm looking, of course, at SOAR. That's our SOAR conference. Go to SOARconference.com. Find out more about that. It is a great student ministry conference, something to take your students to. Um, And Chris is the visionary leader of that conference. And so we'll be spending some time even on this podcast talking more about that. Uh, But I'm actually thinking of been talking and planning past the summer 
to the 2021 Student Ministry Workers Retreat. We're going to be talking more about that, of course, but it's a one-day retreat that we have at Central Baptist College in Conway. It's there for full-time, bivocational, part-time, and volunteer student ministry workers. And we have Jeff Borton, who is going to be our guest speaker. And again, we're going to talk more about that. And we'll actually probably have him on the program before he comes so that you can get to know him a little bit. So if you have questions about that that retreat, be sure and reach out. We would love to talk to you about that. Hey, Zach, before we get to our, our topic tonight, when we're thinking about summertime, I got to think back to those moments when we would be at the house as a little guy and I'd, I'd be listening and all of a sudden I'd hear the ice cream truck go by. And, you know, there's a certain amount of excitement and that you just run, you try to figure out, okay, how much money do I need? What can I get? You know, or maybe if you didn't hear an ice cream truck, you would go to church camp like you talked about last week and that there's that canteen where you could get ice cream. And so at the end of Wednesday nights or maybe Thursday nights for me, it was I'd go get me an ice cream. So I got to ask you tonight, what was your favorite summertime ice cream? Well, Dan, um, you, you asked a good question because this is a question I could probably talk for a whole podcast about. But we don't have the time for that. Um, my dad raised me on Bluebell ice cream. He, not in the summertime, but basically every Friday night, we ate Bluebell. Um, I kid you not. We, we ate it just about every Friday night. So growing up, it was Dutch chocolate. Bluebell Dutch chocolate. Mm. That was my favorite. And I would take that and mix it with the Bluebell cookie dough. Um, Because I'm not a big fan of vanilla. I love chocolate a lot more, but I love the cookie dough. So I would take the chocolate ice cream, cookie dough from the vanilla, and mix it all together. And it just created heaven. It was fantastic. (laughs) Now, moving past that, I went into college. And, you know, college broke kid ain't got time to buy $6 gallons of Bluebell, uh, you know, every week. So I discovered Andy's. And discovered this custard. And I fell in love even more than ice cream, bluebell ice cream. You know, my dad thought I was a sinner, which I am, you know. But, but man, so now I have fallen in love with custard even more so than ice cream. I, I love how rich it is, how smooth it is. I can go to Andy's and, you know, a lot of people, they will just get all kinds of crazy stuff in there and mixed in with their custard. And I get there and I say, hey, just give me three scoops of chocolate and I'm good to go because uh, I love it. But yeah, so I'm definitely a custard guy. And there's since we've moved to Benton, I haven't had uh, Andy's close. So I'm hoping maybe they'll open to Andy's around here, Bryant, Benton area here soon. But I do have Freddy's, which is the next next best thing. So when when I'm having a a, a, a craving, I, I'm able to uh, go on over to Freddy's and, and get me something. But anyways, yeah, I, I could talk forever, but but I need to shut up or or I won't. <laughs> well, you know, I think that if Bluebell or Andy's would like to become one of our sponsors, I could really be down with that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yes, please, and send me your 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 free uh you know whatever you're making a new flavor, and we gotta test it out. Yeah, send it to me. Well, now when I would hear the ice cream truck, when I was a little guy, I liked orange push-ups. Those were fantastic. Orange sherbet, 
Um, for some reason, that's great stuff. But even Bluebell makes an orange sherbet that's fantastic. So the other thing is at church camp, I would always, and now this has been in more recent years, but I would always wait to have my ice cream to spend my $2 on a ice cream treat. I would get a, well, like a cookie ice cream sandwich. They would have M&M cookies with ice cream in the middle of it. And so good stuff, you know, but of course it's not Bluebell. It's not Andy's. I know that, but you got to do what you got to do when you're at church camp. They don't often have just everything you want. So, <laughs> yeah. well, listen, typically at church camp, it's like a dollar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are talking about summertime things, summertime treats, but you know what? Uh, when we're looking at the summertime, we're thinking about all sorts of things. And again, last on the last episode, we talked about events and what that looked like. And now we're going to be talking about what your teaching schedule might be, look like or some things that can help you as you approach those ideas. Because you know what? It can be a little frustrating. You've spent the year, you've been working through something, and then summertime hits, and summertime can just be a little crazy uh, between everything that you've got to do, plan for, work around. Um, And so we've got some tips. I've got six things that uh, Chris shared with me, and as I looked through them, I said, well, they're pretty close to mine too, so we'll just go with those for me. Uh, But I did ask Zach to, to look at some things and think about those, and so Zach what are some tips that you would have as we approach our summertime teaching schedule? Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, I'm sure it might be a little different for some other guys, but probably I'm sure a majority of our guys stick to kind of the same schedule. Uh, For me, I like to plan out uh, a lesson or a series that goes through the entire school year or two series that will take up both semesters. And I'll have the second semester ending around the end of May. And so then I'll start up again with a new series uh, in August, at the beginning of August. So I typically have that June and July that I have to figure out and work around the crazy schedule of all the events on what I want to do. And so what I typically do uh, is I like to find one of the shorter books of the Bible there's a lot of them that are in the mid to later latter parts of the New Testament. I mean, you've got, you know, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, you've got Titus and Philemon and 1st, 2nd Timothy, 1st, 2nd Peter. I mean, all of those, just several of them that are just really small books that you can that you can teach on in a very short amount of time. And if you teach it like I do, when I typically teach a chapter a week for each lesson. Um, it, it, it can fit into your schedule a lot easier. Um, but other things I like to do, uh, if, if I'm trying to do be different and do something outside of teaching a book on a book-to-book basis, chapter by chapter, um, I like to, especially after SOAR, you know, because you kind of get, everybody gets on that spiritual high, whether it be church camp or SOAR. What I like to do the week after that is I like to have a questions night. Because, I mean, in our day and age, there is a lot of stuff that is going on in our students' lives, at school, uh, at their jobs for the older ones uh, that they are getting exposed to. And they have questions about those things. And they're, they're curious. And they, they're uh, questioning, well, how does this, you know, how does this relate to 
Christianity? Um, you know, is this right? Is this wrong? And so a lot of questions that fill our students' minds just for, because of life. And so I love to be able to have a questions night where we have a panel of our leaders uh, and we have little cards that we hand out where they can fill out questions. Um, and it's anonymous, so you know they don't have to be called out. And they are free to ask any questions they want, whether it be just about life or uh, their spiritual walk or whatever. And they'll turn those questions in, and we try to get all the questions answered that night. And I've noticed that uh, that night has been, typically when we've had those nights, it's been one of our best nights because the students are just really interactive. They're very attentive because it's things that they want to hear. It's things that they're mm. thinking about. And so um, that's typically what I like to do on my my Wednesday night services during the summer. It is tough, though, sometimes because you have that crazy chaotic schedule. For me, I've got at the beginning of June, we've got church camp. And then we have about a three-week break, and that's when I like to fit in that small book of the Bible. And then we've got SOAR, and we've got one week after that. That's when I typically do the questions night. And then we've got two weeks of preparing for VBS and having VBS. And then we get back in August. So I know that's a lot. Um, but that's a lot of what my my summer looks like typically. The hard part of this is the variety of things that we hit during the summer months. You've got camp. You've already mentioned that. You have a, a big conference with you guys at SOAR and with many of our listeners. It's probably SOAR, but it may be other conferences that are out there. You have Vacation Bible School. And then you have the other things that your students are involved in. They have jobs. They have sports camps that they're going to. Uh, perhaps they have other types of camps, um, music camps, band camp, choir, and the list kind of goes on from there. And we're trying to invest in our students even during these months. There are a couple of things that I really liked in what you described. One of those was that, that question night. Let me ask you this. Um, who do you put on that panel? You say, I heard you mention the word panel as you answer those questions. Yeah, so the last time we did it, which we've only, uh, I've done it once at Oak Park, and then I've done it, I did it twice at my previous church at First Baptist Newark. When we did it at Oak Park, I had our college leaders, it was a panel of our college leaders, uh, Preston Jones, who a lot of people will probably know, uh, he's the leader of our of SOAR Collective. He uh, led our worship at our Wednesday night service for two years. Um, he actually just stepped down to take over for his youth group, um, but he was on that panel. I also had Jake and Jessica Tyson, which a lot of people are familiar with from having Jake on the podcast, uh, his wife, and then I had one of my other leaders. His name's Richard Sharp, and I had all of them because it is that's a wide variety of personalities and walks of life, mm. and so I would encourage if you have a questions night, I would encourage you to something that I could probably do better is uh, a, a better variety of uh, age of people with different ages. Cause a lot of my leaders from the panel that we had at Oak Park was younger in around college age. So I, I want to in the future do a lot better at spreading out the ages of who's on my panel, but I would for sure encourage somebody that is thinking about doing a questions night or, or wants to do a questions night to for sure be sh to make sure that they have uh, a variety of personalities, walks of life, 
interests, just all you know, all all that stuff is really important uh, when you're dealing with a variety of different students. So uh, that's that's kind of how I set it up for Oak Park. Uh, when I did it at Newark, though, I had uh, our pastor join in. I had some prominent ladies in the church. Um, so it was typically actually all, an older group that I had on the panel. So I've kind of had the best of both worlds, but I, I think in the future I want to kind of mix um, mix those two. I was curious about that. I'm glad you went ahead and mentioned it. Uh, the idea of having your other pastors on that panel, that seems like a great idea. Um, but having the blend of ages, they can ask not only biblical and theological questions, but how to handle specific um, situations. And those college age or a little bit older, they're closer to those things. And we just have to realize that students now are growing up in a different world than we grew up in. And that's even the case. I know that's the case with me because <laughs> I'm ancient, remember. Uh, but you, Zach, even you're what, 25 now? 24 this past Friday. Okay. So, but still think about it. 10 years difference, there's a lot of different things. Somebody who's 14 in your student oh, ministry yeah. is going through different things than you did. And so it's it's kind of hard, but man, I, I love hearing about that. That's a great, uh, great night to incorporate into what you've done. Now, in the past, um, we've done several different things when it comes to Wednesday nights during the summer. Um, one of the cool and different things that we did, I'm actually the pastor of family ministries in my church, and so I handle a wide range. We actually had family night, meaning that we did 10 lessons for the whole family. And I pulled my wife in, who is a marriage and family therapist, and we did some different activities uh, we had them creating family mottos and family creeds and family, um, wow. oh, I, well, I guess the creed is the best description, but it's that crest. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, that Yeah. <laughs> so they paint it, they make it. It was just a whole lot of fun awesome. with some different things and to create this family uh, spirit. But, um, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do. Chris, uh, like I said, had some ideas. And um, I want to share those because they, they line up with so many of the things that I've done in the past. Um, the first thing that he talks about is that the summer offers a unique opportunity to teach on a particular issue or a topic. Um, because of the short season that you have, you can focus in on it. So Chris normally considers what's going on in current youth and um, culture and intentionally plans a short series that it's going to address it. This year, they we're looking at the Olympics. And that's going to play a part for what they're doing there at Garrett Memorial Baptist Church. The second thing that he mentions is plan your events first, then your teaching, which totally makes sense. We're not going to be able to shift around church camp. We go to a specific camp. We go to a specific conference. So we put those things on the schedule and then adjust accordingly. Now, he mentions that there is a reality that maybe your primary teaching time is on Sunday mornings. I know that impacts some of our, our listeners. But for those of us who teach midweek, um, you know, we're going to miss Wednesdays when we go, uh, well, if we're having vacation Bible school or we're going to a conference, we're going to a camp or a mission trip or, you know, as the list goes on, we're going to miss those things. The third thing that he mentions is that we should consider, just like you mentioned, Zach, consider a short New Testament letter or an Old Testament narrative to teach in broad strokes. And I like what you, you're talking about. You're able to teach a chapter a night and give them an idea of what a book is like. 
Um, you can focus in on it. Uh, the fourth thing that he mentions is that we should consider letting our students teach during that time. If you've got some committed students, some students that are ready to maybe stretch their legs in the area of ministry, hey, use one of those nights during the summer. It's going to be a little less attendance than our normal school year. It gives them a chance to speak to maybe a little bit smaller group, but still doing some meaningful work there. Number five on his list is to keep the fall in mind. Know where you're going. So you don't want to just take a total left turn. Uh, You want to think about if you've got a broader plan scheduled out, then you want to head in that similar direction. I know one of the things that I try to do is I think about my students at the very end of their student ministry. And so I look, okay, am I going to have them for six or seven years? And that may differ because of the age that your kids enter student ministry. But I like to set up a seven-year plan or a six-year plan. And this year we're going to cover Jesus. This year we're going to cover the church or those broader strokes. And you can do it with different books of the Bible. And there's a lot of things that you can do in that in that set. But um, know where you're going is what he described. Then the number six, don't be afraid to try something new. Use a Bible study with a video, uh, work through a particular topic, bring in a couple of guest speakers. The summer months give you that opportunity. You can try something new. It can fall flat. And you know what? The kids that are coming during the summer months, they're going to be coming either way. I know that may sound a little, maybe even a little harsh, but they're committed. And if you want to try something new, those are the ones you want to try it with. And if you're trying to reach students and they're in the school year, you've got to bring, I don't want to say bring your A game. That sounds so humanistic, (laughs) Uh, but you want to give your best during those times. You got something to add, Zach? Yeah. So we were talking about the future, you were talking about that and planning, you know, things that you might have not done. I love what Chris said because he kind of has was talking about doing a couple things that I've thought about doing in the future, specifically the, the topic. Um, I really think it'd be cool. That's something I want to do in the future is focus in on a specific topic because I've for the longest time just been going through books of the Bible chapter by chapter, week by week. And so I really would like to focus in on a topic and just, you know, something that the kids are interested in, something that's prevalent in their life, something that needs to be talked about. Uh, and so I'd like to incorporate that into the future. But also, I'd like to uh, allow opportunities for student in, or, uh, students, he mentioned students, but also student ministry interns uh, to yeah, yeah. be able to speak um, and just give them the opportunity um, to further uh they're speaking and just talking with students and helping them in the ministry. Another thing that I've, I've done before, but it was kind of last minute. Now, this is going to be funny because when we talk about these things, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, well, we do that because we, we, we didn't plan right. We had to do something quick and it was last minute, but testimony nights, right? <laughs> That's yeah. the go-to if, if we haven't planned and we have to figure out something last minute to uh, to have on Wednesday night. Um, but there is something that's very powerful with having testimonies shared. And I've also thought about doing that, uh, doing uh, an entire uh, month of testimonies where it's somebody different each week uh, with a different testimony, a different background, different walk of life, uh, sharing with the students. And so those are some of the things that I've, that I've really wanted to do in the future. And I, I would, I'm hoping to incorporate here soon. 
Those are great ideas. Uh, and again, it's uh, about being creative in this process. You have that opportunity, take a hold of it, see what you can come up with and ways that it's going to impact your students. And just don't, don't worry about failing. Let, let's say, let's, let's try something. And here's a great time to try something new. Now, I will share with you one of the, the great summers that we had um, was when I was at Temple Baptist Church in Rogers. We had gone to a, uh, a 10-week series, and that series was across the board in our church, meaning the adults were studying something, our students were studying something, and even our children's ministry was studying something. So that we were all talking about spiritual gifts and our personalities and how God would use those to use us in the church. And it was really good to be on this similar thing and be in alignment. And so as you're trying to figure out what to do with the summer, maybe you want to talk to your pastor and say, hey, what about us being on the same page so the families can discuss and talk about some topics as they go forward? Again, just an idea. You know, we we don't claim to be experts here on this podcast. We are guys in the trenches who have been working and doing these things, some of us for a long time, and some of us have just been doing a lot of it in a short amount of time. And so we just want to encourage you as you look forward and look at your own summer. If you haven't planned something, man, it's, it's the beginning of May. <laughs> you got to do something. And so think about that. Look at your events and then kind of outline where you're going to head this summer. Well, Zach, you got anything to add to this t- uh, conversation? Yeah, I just want to say I know a lot of times we we typically uh, extend our hand to for our listeners to message us and contact us and and get some ideas for these specific topics. But I want to reverse that. Um, I want to ask our listeners to to send me some stuff, to send Dan and Chris some stuff. Um, because I know I need ideas uh, for the summer because the summer is just one of those crazy animals you have to deal with in ministry uh, with the schedule and, and everything that's going on during the summertime. It can get pretty hectic. And so trying to find something that's going to fit your your Wednesday night services or your Sunday night services uh, in the summertime, um, I would love to hear others' ideas. And that is a great word, Zach. We would love to hear from you. So you can email us. You can send us a message um, through Facebook or Instagram or even on Twitter. Uh, We would love to hear what you are studying this summer with your students. And if you have any topics, ideas, thoughts, share those. If you are a part of our Student Ministry Matters community, that is a place where you can interact with other student ministry workers in that Facebook community, and we can share ideas. And so I'd encourage you to join that. Look for it. I'll have a link in our show notes. Well, tonight, again, we've just taken a few moments to talk about our summertime teaching opportunities and schedules and and looked at some of the guidelines that we follow and how we approach it. And so hopefully it sparks some ideas for you. You know, we want to provide the best lessons that we can. We know that those are going to be from God's word, and we want to be speaking to where our students are at. And so all of these things combined work towards teaching our students good, godly lessons from the word. And so we just want to encourage you to do that. Well, thanks for downloading and listening. And so we'd encourage you uh, to to reach out to us. Again, that's info at studentministrymatters.com. And we want to encourage you to keep up the work. Why? Because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. 
Get Connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.